This podcast is brought to you by Audacity, two microphones from Antline Audio and Skype. We have no sponsors. We're just two assholes talking football. Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, blurb enthusiast, draw play Dave Rapoccio. We have a very special post-apocalyptic episode of Intentional Sounding this week. That's right. It's finally time for NFL owner Thunderdome. But first, my co-host with me as always is the blaster to my master, Sam Gressis. Aww. That's a nice one. You're the big, dumb, strong, simple guy. (laughs) And I'm the the creepy little midget on top. (laughs) Good. Okay. Well, so I control so, my I control your every move and you get hurt for me. That's that's fine. So here here I thought it was just like a uh, a, a very cute little metaphor. We you did the whole Mad Max thing. It's like, "Oh, we go together like blaster and master." And no, you you meant it literally. So uh so I took the compliment and then I realized it wasn't a compliment. So now I feel like you took it back away from me. Um so that that kind of crushed me a little bit. You're so pathetic that Max won't kill you. Oh, Even though man. only one man is supposed to leave. Uh, uh gross. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a good weekend, Sam? I did. I did. Um, I played a fuck ton of Breath of the Wild, uh, which is my new obsession. I saw a very good dance show that that was very stressful because it was all about those like shit that you shit that you do as an adult and you're not sure if you did it right or not and it's very anxious and it was also all of the dance Wait, pieces how did they were... make that into a dance show it was just very tense is um, it a dance show just like hey did i screw up the meeting with my girlfriend's dad and then yeah and that all, all that shit was abstracted into uh modern dance pieces and it was very, it was really, really good. I, I liked it a lot. Um, and the music that they used for it was all by the books, which was one of my favorite bands in high school. But then I didn't think about them until I saw this show yesterday. So, so that was nice. It was, it was a good little, uh, hmm. good little thing. See, and then, I hate social anxieties and screw ups. I hate musicals and I hate dancing. So basically, this sounds like my nightmare. Yeah, that that you probably would have hated every every second of that show. <laughs> well, afterwards I got drunk and that was nice. I had a I had a cool um horchata beer from Great Lakes Brewing Company that it was amazing. It actually This podcast like is not horchata. brought to you by Great Lakes Brewing. Great Lakes Nobody Brewing. If you be. are very interested in sponsoring us, we would be very happy to have you. For sure. Please. Please. We're, we we Go to Great we, Lakes Brewing and tweet at them to sponsor us. Yeah, go. Well, you just tweeted everyone and anyone to to sponsor us. We gotta be the we got, real talk. We have to be the only fucking podcast that Audible dot com does not sponsor. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was that was my weekend. It was it was pretty nice. Um, how about yours? I had a fun little adventure yesterday. I we went to a tulip festival and then we went on a hike. Okay. The tulip festival was thoroughly disappointing. Because I went there, we decided to go there, and just like sort of follow around. It's just like a little farm thing, just walk around, see the flowers. I thought I was going to get a lot of really cool pictures, but because of the stupid winter that we had, I think all the flowers mm-hmm. were behind schedule for the festival. So there were mm-hmm. like one row of tulips instead of this entire field of tulips that is supposed to exist. 
So we just sure. kind of wandered around like, uh, what do we do now? So then after we did that, we went on a nice little hike to like this little adventure thing where we had to like climb down the side of a cliff to and then like walk along a riverbank a little bit and to like a secret hidden waterfall. It was pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's always nice. It find, was rad. Find those little... yeah. You can check out some pictures on my Instagram. Do it. Do it to it. Your your outdoor adventures make me jealous because well that was that was actually the nice thing about this weekend is I um on Friday it was like eighty degrees in Chicago, so I actually went out and had myself a little picnic, and I <laughs> I learned this is my favorite new thing about the switch and I'm coming back to the switch and I apologize but uh you can if you got an unlimited plan you can like tether your phone your switch an to unlimited phone. oh like for your phone I thought yeah. the, the switch had an unlimited plan. No, no, but if you you can tether the switch to your phone and like play multiplayer games online outside, which is pretty cool. Um, but, because but against what played... video games are supposed to be, man. Video yeah. games are supposed to be pure indoors, <laughs> indoors, dirty filth. Well, so that's the thing is that is there was this beautiful eighty degree day in Chicago, and I um I was out having a picnic and playing video games instead of enjoying the outdoors. So I guess you know I guess that's a little bit even more sad than than playing it inside. But now you now you know that you can do it if your internet if your cell phone provider it doesn't throttle your tethering data or something. Anyway, yeah. So that was nice. I and then Chicago turned into a frozen kind of hellscape again and I, I didn't like it. So there you go. Well we had a whopping nothing out of news this week. This was I feel like every story that happened this week was basically something I heard about on Monday last week right before we recorded. So we already touched on it. Like mm-hmm. Manti Teo, he went to the Saints, you know. Yeah. That was real, that wasn't fake, he didn't get catfished. Right, catfish right. gumboed. The 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 biggest bit of NFL related, at least personnel news, was uh, the Bears have a new quarterback. Um, he's not going to be the starter, but I think they're bringing him on as a kind of iron sharpens iron kind of thing, uh, because Mike Glennon is an unproven kind of unknown. So it makes sense to bring in some veteran blood to kind of be a mentor do that do that kind of like you, you want like one rookie and one older guy like the paint the whole peyton manning uh trevor simeon kind of thing that uh uh denver did or and you know the bears are doing that and that's that would that that would be nice if they didn't uh if the veteran they got wasn't mark sanchez yeah <laughs> um i don't i don't really think that that works we have somehow three quarterbacks on our team and no quarterbacks on our team can we just can we just like please just have the can Sanchez? Just, can we have Colin Kaepernick please instead? Please, uh, no? Colin Kaepernick. I hate it. The eternal question. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. I'm I'm more and more convinced that it's literally just because of a you know because people are afraid that Trump is going to do a I'm tweet. I'm not. Okay. I I disagree with you on that. I think like I do think that there are definitely teams that aren't signing him because of that Mm -hmm. but i also think a lot like there are plenty of quarterbacks that i feel like should have teams already that don't jay cutler doesn't have a team yet oh yeah yeah yeah. that's the thing is that is that i'm not ready to say it's only that like right now it is early in free agency and you guys all i'm sure see those memes on facebook that are like 
you know, why why doesn't Colin Kaepernick? You know, they're made. They're made. I don't think Colin really Kaepernick follow. not having a team yet is something worth going hmm about. I think if like like after post draft or something like that, and everyone else seems to have a team, but Kaepernick's still kind of puttering around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you kind of like raise an eyebrow, like hmm, that's interesting. But right now, I I don't see any reason to really think of any true malintent, even though I'm sure that there's certainly some teams that are like, ew. Right. It, it, for me, it's it's kind of eyebrow raising at this point, but and not like, and not like anything much deeper than that. It's it's just it's it's weird. Because there are worse quarterbacks that have been picked up, and anyone, you know, anyone can see that. So that's that's they've the also kind been of picked weird... up by dumb teams. That's that's true. And I did read an article saying that Colin Kaepernick is in a weird place because he he's not a Tony Romo, but he's also a win now type of quarterback. He's not a uh, a young gun that you can kind of not pay that much and. Try and hone into you your can't swing. you can't really develop Kaepernick anymore at this point he's supposed no. to be developed and at this point it seems kind of clear that he's not really going to improve he's going to well, stay the same sort of dude yeah yeah which is to me and this is where I disagree with you to me I think that's fine I think he he had I think the fact that he had a mediocre season with the 49ers is is nothing short of miraculous because I, I was looking at this this past week, and he had, pro- he probably had the worst, I think, overall help. Like, he was in the worst situation for a quarterback in terms of, like, offensive line, in terms of receiving weapons, in terms of running backs. I think that you, I think that the fact that he even made that slightly, like, he, he even put up media. I definitely think he had deal. the worst receivers. Yeah. I can't even remember a receiver on the Niners last year. I guess Torrey Smith, nope. but I think he was hurt. Yeah, I don't I don't he also I, I, I think, can't no I cannot I, name any other of the receivers on the 49ers. I, I can't think of them. Yeah. They so so well that's that's existed. my thing. You know, you I, I gave him a little bit of credit for that, but but at the same time it's it's just not yeah, so that's 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 my thing. Also, I'm pretty sure Torrey Smith was on the Ravens last year. No, he was on the Niners last year. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yes. I I am confident in that assertion. Okay. He's on the he's on the Eagles now. And yes. yeah, no, you're right. He was on the 49ers last year. Indeed, I have proven myself correct. 267 receiving yards. Really just great. So nothing else happened. <laughs> Not really. I, I nothing. There was there was like no news. There was yeah. all the I guess um, I heard a rumor that Sean Payton and Johnny Manziel were seen talking. Yeah, at a place in New Orleans. That doesn't really mean anything yet. Doesn't yeah, mean anything until signed. I kind of hope that does happen, simply because Sean Payton and Johnny Manziel are two of the people I've had fun making characters out of. Mm-hmm. So I could get mm-hmm. some good material out of that. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be that'll be that'll be a goldmine for any kind of NFL media humor Twitter type. So, but so that'll that'll I, be that's nice. just just rumors and speculation. So before we get into Thunderdome, which yes. I believe is going to be a very in depth discussion, especially on my end, I put a lot of effort into this thought. Mm-hmm. But I 
I've been thinking about kickers this week. We went on, we talked a little bit about kickers last week when we talked about Aguayo getting some competition. And we, we talked about how kickers are, you know, they're, don't draft them in the first couple rounds. Nope. No, never. And I was, I was thinking about this and it's kind of strange. I, I've come to the conclusion that kickers are both simultaneously the one of the most valuable positions on the field and one of the least valuable positions on the field. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, it makes sense. If you look at any team, their franchise scoring leaders, it's pretty much kickers all the way down outside like right. Jerry Rice. It's kickers. Kickers are, score points. Kickers, there's very there's almost no position in the game that can single-handedly win or lose a game like a kicker can. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though kickers aren't completely in their own in their own world, they're still much more on an island than even a quarterback is. Yeah, their job is so different than. And a valuable kicker like Aguayo probably cost the Buccaneers the playoffs last year with a couple of games where he straight up missed kicks that would have won them the game. So. Mm-hmm. In some ways, like when you look at it from that perspective, of course, drafting a kicker high makes sense. They have they do hold a lot of value. They're the most frequent scoring position on the team. They they do kickoffs. There's a lot of value there, but at the same time, there's no value there because effectively, I think the problem is if you can kick at an NFL level, then you're pretty much on the level. The gap right. between the best yep. kicker in the NFL and the worst kicker in the NFL just isn't very big. Whereas right. the gap exactly. between Tom Brady and Brock Osweiler is enormous. It's gigantic, yeah. It's the Grand Canyon compared to your stream in the backyard. Well, also in terms of... So the what I always come back to is my like one of my favorite stats from basketball is the plus-minus stat, right? And yeah. it's it's if you're replaced with someone who is league average at your position, how how does that affect your team? And if you did that with kickers, it wouldn't be very much. Listen, if 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 the Buccaneers had the best kicker in the league on their team, it's not a lock whether they would have made the playoffs. Or no, not. it's absolutely not. You can't you can't you really can't make that argument. And the biggest thing that always shows me about how fungible kickers are, just how interchangeable mm-hmm. and replaceable yeah. kickers are, is yeah. that if you look at the best kickers from year to year, there's no consistency. Yep. Because true. the that's range true. of being a good kicker to a bad kicker is so small. And half the time, it sometimes depends on how many field goals your team attempts and at what ranges those field goals are being kicked. If you're a good kicker, but your team can't get into the red zone and you're kicking everything oh, from yeah. 40 yards beyond, you're not going to have a good season You're because you're, you're more likely to miss those kicks. And you're going to look like a bad kicker because of it. Yeah. I still, re- I still distinctly remember the year, I'm pretty sure it was 2012 or 2013, Mason Crosby sucked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every yep. every year, I was hanging out. All the Packers fans in the bar were like, "Cut him! He's a piece of shit. He's a terrible kicker." Mason Crosby's fine now. He's considered one of the better kickers. He just made that game-winning kick in the playoffs. He's uh-huh. nobody. Nobody's like upset about, it, but it just goes differently from year to year. So that's why anyone who thinks that it's a good idea to draft the kicker in the first three rounds is kind of dumb. But there's a lot of people who also think that. Don't draft kickers at all. You could just pick them up 
undrafted or like extremely late rounds. And I, from the sort of perspective that they're all kind of on the same level, mm-hmm. I understand that. But actually, I think fourth round, maybe at the highest, yeah. I think it has actually becomes a good point to draft a kicker. Because after the fourth, like fourth round and later, teams aren't really picking up someone that they expect to do anything immediately. They're picking up projects. They're throwing darts and hoping something sticks. Right. And so that becomes a very good time to pick something that is going to immediately contribute like a kicker can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's when you draft specialists. Specialists in the first few rounds have no value. And I went back and I looked at Sebastian Janikowski in the first round. Right. And I, I looked after that. Like, that wasn't a very good draft, from what I could tell. There weren't too many, like, decent players taken after him. But there were still decent players taken after him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the Raiders still could have had him in the third. So, right. it's not worth the upside in terms of value to draft him early in the first few rounds. Especially trading up for him in the second round, you stupid team. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but fourth round or later, like, I have a friend who was so upset that the 49ers drafted a punter in the fifth round. I was sitting there like, that's actually a really good time to draft a punter because a punter is going to immediately contribute. You're not going to, you're not going to sit there like throwing the player onto special teams and hoping that they might be able to pay off down the line. You have a player that's going to immediately contribute value to the team. It's not going to be an incredible amount of value because he's kind of an interchangeable position, but it, it still inherently has value. So kickers are so strange so that's that's my opinion on kickers if you need a kicker wait until the fourth round and at that point drafting a kicker actually makes a lot of sense i i agree with that i also i want to go back to janikowski for a second and to a lesser extent like greg the leg because if you hit on someone like that not necessarily from a, a team perspective like how good is your team but from a front office perspective to be able to lock down a very good kicker and not have to worry about the like cap cap space shuffle of free agent kickers and pretty much doing the whole fantasy football thing where you like where you stream kickers based on uh their their matchups or whatever i think that's that's a very good thing for a team team to have right is a is a kicker who you have from year to year who will be consistent and good and just a solid part of the team and i think that that's what you are kind of hitting on when you say like yeah draft him in the fourth round well, think about it this way how look at all the fourth round draft picks your team has made over the past decade mm-hmm. and replace any one of them with a kicker are you going to the kicker is probably going to be the most valuable one yeah, exactly. Out of all those fourth round picks. You, yep. Teams don't hit on fourth round picks on a regular basis. Fourth and if round they and later, do, it, it's it's like a magical. It's just like you're not gonna find Tom Brady in every draft. You're not gonna right. find like Richard Sherman in every draft, or Marquise Colston, I think, was also a seventh. You're getting someone who's immediately contributing. You might get a franchise kicker in the fourth instead of some guy who could potentially play out. I it just makes more sense. I would I would bet like good money that most fourth round draft picks if if they become like names in the nfl are not big names in the nfl for the teams that initially drafted them yeah they that's up, a good they, point they most likely especially like receivers uh or skill players um i would assume that they like sit on the bench practice 
you know, maybe see a couple snaps, get traded to a team that has a need, and then like, oh, you know, now I'm actually good at football. Or they so, don't get picked up and they become free agents and some right. other team that's desperate for that position picks them up. Right, it, right. But but what you're saying is 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 completely true. If you have a choice between that most likely or or a player that literally can contribute right now, you know, it's it, being a being a kicker in the NFL. I I don't think is all that different from being a kicker in college. So, would know. the Bucks fans really be complaining that they wasted a fifth round draft pick on Aguayo the way they're? Right. Talk, upset that they wasted a second round draft pick on Aguayo? Not not at all. No. Not no one all. would care. Everyone would be like, oh, he was just a rookie kicker. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's where it is. But they they still have a kicker for the rest, for presumably the near future. The other, the, the flip side of that is, would anyone be mad? It, it, would Bucks fans have been mad if they hadn't traded up and, and someone else drafted uh, Aguayo in the third? No. Probably not. No, no. Like no one would be. No one would be. Oh man, we missed out on that kicker. It'd be. Oh, no. you know, they drafted him pretty high. I mean, third round, really? They'd be asking the same questions that we did about the Bucks. So, I, mm-hmm. I think, I think you are. I think you hit on something here, and I, I like it. For the most part, the only people who were really defending the Aguayo draft pick were. Bucks fans who are trying to rationalize it out and hot take writers who are just trying to play devil's advocate and see Those... if they could come up with a way to make that sound good. But I also I've also come to the conclusion that wait, you can definitely pick up kickers for free undrafted mm-hmm. wise, but I think drafting kickers isn't that big a crime. Mm-hmm. You just have to wait until the later rounds when you're really just throwing sticks at into the woods and seeing if a dog comes back. I don't... That was a terrible analogy. I don't know how I came up with that, but that's the thing I came up with. (laughs) Sure. Sure enough. Sure enough. So that was just the thing I was... That was like... That was like Dave's shower thoughts this week. It's just kickers living in a weird value space. So Sam? Yes. I think it's time we did Thunderdome. Yeah, let's. We we, we should tell them how, how we've done this because I... We have not shared our own, like, we have not shared our picks with one another. I have no idea who you have winning Thunderdome. So the general premise of this is, if you stick, is Thunderdome, Max and Mad Max behind Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leaves. Mad Mad Max behind Thunderdome. That's a very different movie. behind Thunderdome? (laughs) Yeah. It's a very different movie. Um... I don't think I don't think that one ever got a wide theatrical release. Uh, it's <laughs> released behind Thunderdome. Yeah. Ah, uh, gross. Anyway, beyond Thunderdome is what you were looking for. Yeah, beyond Thunderdome, two men enter, one man leaves. If you stick two random owners into a room, mm-hmm. what happens? Who comes out? Well, it's not really top? two men. Two two men or women enter, one man leaves. If if it's owners, is it? No, I. I have my own solution to that, but we're going to okay. go with your bracket first. Sure. I'm curious. Okay. So um, how did you do your um, competition here? I So it was it was a combination of gut instinct, Google image search, and things that I know about the owners, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend to say I am intimately familiar with Tom Benson. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I so so it was it was a mix of a mix of all of that. 
my my number one seed was uh, the mob of Packers fans, who are technically the owners of the Packers. Yes. Because it's because it's the the brain trust. Uh, they they wept. Uh, they like they swept the floor with Jed York. It was just a, a, <laughs> a massive like when when that match started, it was instantly just a massive splash of red, and you couldn't tell what parts of the red were were Jed York's red polo shirt, what parts were what what is left of his sinewy body. It, he was just gone. He was just fucking gone, and and that was it. Um, the Packers fans would end up actually making it to the the final game uh, after dealing with uh, Steve Biscotti, Steve Bis- Biscotti, B- Biscotti, Biscotti, because Packers fans are fat and they like eat eating biscottis. I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, they probably Packers fans. To be to be fair, Packers fans probably wouldn't want to eat biscottis. There's no cheese in it, and all, it also sounds foreign. So, <laughs> um, they met up in the in the uh, semi uh, in the I'm sorry in the Elite Eight. I guess uh, we could we could say uh, the regional semifinals. They met up with the Spanoses from the Chargers, uh, who had actually they they pulled. Uh, well, it wasn't an upset, but they they had to deal with the Titans owners, which are like the the Adamses, uh, Smith, Strunk, and Lewis. So it was it was the Spanoses versus a team of five, and they were pretty much just able to screw them all over, like like they do. Yeah. So 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 they were able to kind of pull a, a near upset there. Uh, the Packers fans did, however, beat the Spanoses. Uh, to to make it to the final game, uh, out of facing actually uh, the Packers fans was Virginia Hallis McCaskey, who oh. was very low seeded. She was a twenty eighth seed, but but that is only because I think that the uh, the organizers of the event weren't clear at uh, at how succession works for the McCaskey family. Sure, Virginia is the owner. But that's only because she speaks for the kids. So she's got the entire fucking McCaskey family backing her. So when Ziggy Ziggy Wilf came in in the first round, all like all like high and mighty, being like, "Yeah, she's like 96. I'm gonna I'm going to punch her in the face, and she's gonna disappear in a cloud of ash." And no, instantly the entire McCaskey family just bloodthirsty rage rained down on Ziggy Wilf and then Woody Johnson fresh off a victory over Mike Brown just turned tail and and left to go be the ambassador to uh Great Britain which is a real thing <laughs> um McCaskey ended up beating uh beating the Pegulas um the owners of the Bills uh to make it to the final game but uh the McCaskies would end up being eviscerated by Packers fans out of the other side of the bracket, I've got uh, Khan. Khan was the number two seed. He he was up against Dan Snyder, and Dan Snyder. Uh, this match was not a very satisfying one because Dan Snyder just turned tail and ran. <laughs> he like it was it was two men enter and one man leaves, but the one man left before Shad Khan could do anything to him. It was very underwhelming. Uh, mostly because I wanted to watch Dan Snyder die. Uh, 
Khan made it to the semifinals uh, out of out of his division, uh, beating out uh, the owners of the Giants, uh, Mara and Tish, who themselves beat out Jimmy Haslam. So it was it was Khan, and then on the uh, the remaining portion of the bracket. We had Arthur Blank versus Tom Benson. Blank took the first round because because of that float like a butterfly, sting like a bee dance moves that he's that he's got. Mm-hmm. But he ended up falling to Martha Ford, who's actually one of the like one of the great great granddaughters of of the mm-hmm. Henry Ford. So I assume she's got some like assembly line techniques up up her sleeve. Like she she gets like unpaid child labor to actually fight for her so she doesn't have to do anything um but the most one of the more interesting matchups came afterwards that was in the first round jerry jones actually met up with robert Kraft. jerry jones an 11 an 11 seed uh robert Kraft a 22 seed because he's doughy uh jerry jones ended <laughs> up winning that just because just because robert Kraft is doughy and also probably roger goodell had something to do with that um, but, but Jerry Jones was completely blindsided. Uh, Jerry Richardson, a 27th seed, uh, fell in the first round as well to Jim Ursay, who ended up being the hero of this tournament. A sixth, a sixth seed must've just like, I, I don't know what he put in his Wheaties, what he ground up and put in his Wheaties, but, uh, he, he dispatched Jerry Richardson, dispatched Jerry Jones and dispatched Martha Ford and all those cute little, uh, coal faced, like children, uh, working on the assembly line of death for her, uh, also ended up beating, uh, Shahid Khan. So in the, in the final round, I have a roided up Jim Ursay versus an angry mob of Packers fans and, I I have Ursay winning winning the whole thing in a drunk like a drugged out fugue state where he literally like turns red goes like Super Saiyan his hair is standing on end and just he, you, you cannot get close to him or you will die so that's that that is my bracket that is the story of my bracket okay so that's hysterical to me for reasons we're about to find out okay let's go <laughs> there's some eerie similarities there really and i think you're gonna enjoy this so uh, I put i'm excited a lot now. of i put a lot of complicated thought in this i split i didn't <laughs> kind of like kind of like how the actual ncaa tournament has like different like um conferences like four right. different like conferences so i, I was split gonna try the and owner, do an FCA, i split FCA, the owners into four different groups okay good owners mm-hmm Evil owners. Okay. Oh, good. Nobodies, which are like the owners that like, oh, I guess that guy is the owner. I don't really yeah. think about him at all. The, the Paul Allens, the Bill Bills. And, and yeah. the last one is Man Babies. Good. Oh, good. So good. obviously wow. these are owners and they're all to an extent very fluid throughout these categories. Some of sure. the owners can also be, they could be good owners for the, like, let's take John Mara. Mm-hmm. As as the Giants owner, he is a good owner for the team, but he's also pretty evil at, right. from what he's done with the whole collusion and the whole Josh Brown thing. But he's also a man baby because he inherited the team from his dad, which is my right. general category for man babies. So I'm going to go down through the different seeds for all the different groups. So the good owners, I have number one seed is Shahid Khan. Yep. Yep. Good. He's good owner. Number good two pick. seed is Arthur Blank. 
Also a good pick. Uh, number three seed is McCaskey from the from the Bears. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Four is this was the Packers because I didn't. I felt like the Packers would just be the swarm that you did. Yeah. I felt that that would automatically be cheating. So what I did was I looked up the chairman of the board. Sure. That board operates effectively as the owner, and it's a guy named Mark Murphy. So I'm using Mark Murphy as the Packers okay. owner. <laughs> sure, sure. Fifth seed is Robert Kraft, who I think is actually a pretty good owner. He he is, but definitely also could could be in the evil. He uh, could absolutely be in the well. evil. Number six is Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. And number seven is Pat Bowen. Okay. And number eight is Steve Piscotti. Sure. So those are my good owners. So let's go with with that bracket first. Yeah, Khan yeah. T- Khan takes on the eighth seed, Steve Piscotti. I think Khan. I think he he made his uh living with like making bumpers and like stuff like that and like factories. It's, it's, mm-hmm. So I think Khan, he's like a sneaky, sneaky strong dude who knows how to fight. So I, I have right. Khan winning that grand. I have he, he, McCaskey. He's worked with his hands. I sure. have McCaskey versus Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. Paul, now obviously, I you'd think Paul Allen first because McCaskey is like this old lady. She's the but oldest Paul Allen's owner a in the nerd. NFL. She is a to- Paul Allen is a total dork. He co-founded Microsoft. He's a nerd, and McCaskey <laughs> is a woman who married into a complete football family. Has been in a boys' club for so long. McCaskey, she's old, but she she knows some shit. Yeah. So I actually yeah. have her upsetting Paul Allen. Nice. We both have her as a big upset here. Nice. And uh, I have Mark Murphy versus Robert Kraft. Now the thing okay. I learned about Mark Murphy is that he played safety in the NFL for eight years. No shit. Okay. So Mark Murphy obliterates Robert yeah. Kraft. <laughs> okay. And I have Arthur Blank versus Pat Bowen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Bowen is suffering from Alzheimer's, so Arthur oh, Blank God. wins this easily. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. All right. All right. So in the second round, it's Khan versus McCaskey. Yeah, I think Khan takes this. Yeah, sure. I, I Khan Khan knows how to fight. McCaskey's just too old, brittle, mm-hmm. gets beaten up. Then I have Murphy versus Blank. This is another case. I think it's a little bit closer. Blank looks like he might know some moves. He he like founded Home Depot, so he might have like a little bit of hidden strength in there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I still think the safety takes this. Yes. So okay. it, it comes down to Khan versus Murphy, and mm-hmm. I think Khan with his wily mustache, wins that round. Nice. So Khan is the champion sh- the champion of the good owner's bracket. Okay, so we got our first of the final four there. First of the final four. Let's go to the nobody's bracket. Number one, Bill Bidwell. <laughs> if you can name what team he owns, I'm going to be shocked, especially yeah. if you're not a fan of that team. He I, I the can- Cardinals I was going to say I can, but only because I looked it up for the bracket. He's the Cardinals owner. That's the number one seed. I literally di- – he's the only owner – that I, a person who regularly studies and yep. knows the owners, had no idea who he was. Yep. Number two, I have as Martha Ford. Mm-hmm. Number three, I have as Bob McNair from the Texans. Sure. Number four, uh, Stephen Ross from the Dolphins. Five, I have Bud Adams from the Titans. <laughs> okay, so um, when I was doing this, I was using a reference article online that was... A little outdated. It had everybody listed, and even though it had the one, the, some of the owner, most of the owners who had died recently updated for whatever reason, they forgot to say that Bud Adams was dead, and I had forgotten Bud Adams was dead because I don't really care about Bud Adams, and hilariously, it kind of fits that he's in the category of people I don't remember or don't think about. So, 
for the rest of this segment, whenever you hear me talk about Bud Adams, just pretend that I'm talking about Bud Adams' ghost. It's honestly probably funnier that way anyway. Six, I have Jeff Lurie from the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Seven, I have the Glazers of Tampa Bay. Yeah. And eight, I have Terry Bagula from the Bills. Mm -hmm. So this is like the bracket no one gives a shit about because none of these owners are terribly interesting. Right. I have Pagula taking Bidwell down early. Bidwell inherited the team. I almost had to put him in the man-baby category, but because Uh nobody knows who he is, I had to put him in nobodies. Sure. And Pagula owns a hockey team, so I feel like he kind of respects the art of the punch. Yeah. So I have Pagula over Bidwell. Uh, Bob McNair versus Jeff Lurie. Jeff Lurie doesn't seem like a violent guy to me, whereas Mm -hmm. Bob McNair is a Texan. So Well, but at the same time, Philly, though... Philly. Right. Everything I I read about Jeff Lurie, he seems like the antithesis of Philly in some okay. way. Like he's patient, he's kind of doofy looking. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he I think he loses to the Texan. Okay, fair. Also, the Eagles are chokers. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Ross versus Bud Adams. Uh, Bud Adams is badass, and Stephen Ross looks like a dork, and he he's like thin and goofy looking with a big nose. I think Bud Adams. And his angry oil tycoonness take down Stephen Ross pretty easily. We have the Martha Ford and the uh, the Glazers. I think the Glazers win this because Martha Ford is old, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. Glazers are young. So it becomes Pagula versus McNair. Uh, I think McNair wins that again because Texas. And then it becomes down to Bud Adams versus the Glazers, and I think Bud Adams was that because Texas and oil tycoon. So we got two Texans going at each other. So it's right. Bob McNair or Bud Adams, and I think Bud Adams wins it because okay. he's he's the kind he, he's the owner. If you've seen the GIF of him up in the press box flipping the bird out yeah. at rent, I think it was might might have even been at a Texans game. So I think Bud Adams is the kind of hard nosed, take no nonsense jerk that would totally win that game. Also, he already screwed over Houston once. So Bud Adams is number two of the Final Four. And he has to face Khan, but we'll get to that. Let's go with Evil. Number one seed is Dan Snyder. Yeah. Number I, two also, seed. Also, <laughs> I will say, I thought you were going to put him in the man baby category for sure. But no, like, like I said, the again, main focus for man babies was like inherited the team, didn't earn it. Right, sure. That sort of thing. Yep. Okay. That's fair. So, That's fair. So it's Dan Snyder, number one seed. Number two seed is Jerry Jones. Number three seed is Stan Kroenke. Number four seed is Dean Spanos. Mm-hmm. Number fifth, number five seed is Zygmunt Wilf. If he's uh, been accused of like racketeering and stuff like that in New Jersey, also he completely screwed over Minneapolis for the team. I think he's kind of evil. Number six is Tom Benson. If you remember Tom Benson, he tried to screw over New Orleans and move the team after Katrina at, to like San Antonio. And Tom Benson, he's old and he's kind of a dick bag. He's number six. Number seven is Jimmy Haslam from the Browns. And number eight is Jerry Richardson from the Panthers, mm-hmm. who, if you remember, was a player and then very much went out of his way to advocate against player rights during the lockout. I always forget that he's a player just because he looks like... He, he looks played for so two much... years as a wide receiver. He looks so much like Droopy Dog <laughs> that I always forget that he... Yes, he used to, he used to play professional football so so it's dan snyder versus jerry richardson mm-hmm. number one and i think 
as much as I hate Dan Snyder, Jerry Richardson's like super old. Yeah. Dan Snyder is stu- is angry and conniving enough that I think he wins that game. Sure. Then we have Stan Kroenke versus Tom Benson. Okay. I think Kroenke wins that because Benson is super old and sick and Kroenke mm-hmm. is kind of slimy. Mm-hmm. Then we have Dean Spanos for Zygmunt Wilf. Now, if you've looked up Zygmunt Wilf, or Ziggy. better known as Ziggy, yeah, uh, he's a big dude. He's also German, son of Holocaust survivors. Zygmunt Wolf wow. is probably a tough dude. Yeah, yeah. So I think he takes down the little bitch that is Dean Spanos easily. That I yes, please. I, Dean I'm, Spanos I like that. Is a total little bitch that nobody wants. Wolf kicks his ass, wipes the floor with him. This is like one of the shortest matches in Thunderdome here. He just like comes out. It's just it's like one punch and Spanos is done. <laughs> then we have Jerry Jones versus Jimmy Haslam. Now this I feel like if they were allowed weapons, Jones would probably win because right. he'd be like Texans with guns, but this is just bare fists. Haslam's just bigger. Jerry Jones is kind of like a little goblin guy. Yeah. And it would just yeah. it would devolve into like an awkward little wrestling struggle and i think haslam would just end up like choke choking him to death sure jones goes down in the first round haslam moves on it becomes wilf versus haslam and wilf again he he's this giant german monster he's he takes haslam out and snyder versus koenke this is the battle of slimy slimy people wow yeah the only reason he wins is because he's younger. Dan Snyder takes it. Oof. Everyone could do. Dan Snyder is like the Duke. You know, yeah. e- everyone fucking hates him, and but he still somehow. wins. So it comes down to Snyder and Wolf in the the semifinal for the tor- in the final for the, this bracket. Right. And of course, Wolf obliterates him. Yeah, because okay. Wolf Good. is the giant, the giant machine. Good. No upsets there. Thank no you. upset here. It's it's Wolf. It comes out the championship of the evil bracket. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the most interesting bracket. Let's look at man babies. Yeah. Okay. Number one seed is Jed York, baby. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> As if there was any other option yeah. for yeah. man babies. I pretty much invented this entire section of the bracket for Jed York mm-hmm. to be a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Number two seed is Mark Davis. Mark Davis is a man baby, inherited from his dad, and he's kind of being dipshitty now he also so. he also is acting like a, he, he's a lost a lot baby. of his he's he's lost a lot of his cool points in the past year with oh yeah he's always done things so quality man baby uh number three is jim ursay sure. another player who inherited the team jim ursay is a man baby number four clark hunt of the chiefs yep he inherited the team and yeah number five is john mara and a uh, I guess Steve Tisch as well. Really, mm-hmm. I'm going with John Mara here. Right, sure, sure. John Mara owned from Wellington Mara, blah, blah, blah. Number six is Mike Brown of the Bengals. Inherited the team from, you know, Paul Brown. You know, the Browns. Mike Brown is a man baby and stupid. Number seven, Woody Johnson, who did not make any of his fortune. His dad made all of his fortune. Also, he's a stupid poop head man baby, owner of the Jets. And lastly, maybe controversially, some people probably would have put him in the good owner category, but I have Dan Rooney, who, again, inherited the team. Yeah, that's not an awful, I don't think, pick. Here's here's where I was upset. Because of the way the seating work, 
the number one seed faces the eighth seed, so it was Jed versus Dan Rooney. Yeah. And as yeah. much as I, I as much as I hate Jed York, I don't see a thirty-five-year-old losing to like an eighty-five-year-old shriveled-up old man. Yep. Yep. I I don't see it happening. It uh, the tantrum Jed would throw would at least land one decent slap, and Rooney would shatter into a thousand pieces. So Jed York, as much as I hate him, advances past the first round. But he'll get his comeuppance. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Then we have Mark Davis versus Woody Johnson. And I think Mark Davis takes this. Really? Because Mark Mark Davis, uh, he spends time at Hooters. He's like, he's a weirdo. He probably, he strikes me as the kind of guy who has enough free time to like look up like weird Tai Chi videos on the internet. And like kind of teach himself sort of like pseudo judo. Sure. I'll call it pseudo judo. I just invented that term. Okay. Use it when someone you know thinks that they're into martial arts, but they don't know anything. They're pseudo <laughs> pseudo judo. Pseudo judo. Sure. Good. But uh, Woody Johnson's also a total bitch, so I just think Mark takes him. Okay. And he had to have inherited some cool things from Al Davis, you know? Like right. Something. Anyway, anything. then we have Clark Hunt versus John Marin, Steve Titch. I think. I, I included Mara and Tish as a sort of tag team here uh-huh. because that's exactly the kind of bullshit John Mara would pull <laughs> because he's the leader of the owners and he takes charge. Like, he's the one who, like, organized the whole collusion thing against the Cowboys and the Redskins. Like, mm-hmm. allowing Hirsch to come in, like, Tish to come in there with him is totally the kind of bullshit power play thing that John Mara would do. So they take down Clark Hunt. So it becomes... Mara and Tish versus Mark Davis. And again, because Mara is a dick weasel who kind of does that sort of cheating thing, double team on Davis and his pseudo judo hit falls. But then we have Jed versus Jim Ursay. Oh, God, please. Jim Ursay wipes the floor with Jed York. I'm Jed, sure. Jed York's just like, I inherited the team. And Jim Ursay's like, so did I, motherfucker. And then he snorts something that is... <laughs> Not shown, and he just obliterates, just beats him to a pulp. Just Jim Irsay, oh just my god, annihilates the like they gotta shit pull him of off. He's like, he's already dead, he's already dead, he's over. Jim Irsay beats Jed York into a fine mist, which he then snorts. Oh, oh, fuck. that Jim means Irsay, he, that means he yeah. gets all of his powers. <laughs> <laughs> so it becomes Jim Irsay and his um questionable intake. Versus Mara and Tish. And mm-hmm. that and that roided up pill PCP poppin' boy takes them both on and wins. Jim Irsay is the champion of the man babies. Mm-hmm. So now, in the final four, it's Khan versus Bud Adams and Wilf versus Ursay. Okay. Put your wow. money. Who do you th- wins? Who do you think wins out of Jeez. Khan versus Adams? Uh, oh, oh, Khan versus Ad- I, I want to say Khan takes that. You're right. Okay. Khan takes down Adams because he's young, and Adams probably sits there talking about how immigrants are evil, mm-hmm. and, and Khan just wipes the floor with him. Sure. So Khan is in the finals. Kay. Now, here's the far more interesting slugfest. Yeah. Zygmunt Wilf versus Jim Ursay. Well, the the question is if Ursay is, if Ursay is like, he's got nothing left in the tank anymore i i'm i'm going even though i picked ursay to win my bracket i think i think with your bracket i'm just trying to get into your head now i think i think you have wilf over ursay you're wrong it's jim ursay oh let's go okay jim okay ursay takes down the giant monster 
Wilf is kind of like the mountain, but Ursa is just a roided up red viper, and he's just it just like all these crazy heads. Wilf just can't handle. Like even though he's he's doing damage to Ursa, Ursa is just so hopped up on something. He we'll can't say even feel inspiration it. Yeah. that oh, he's yeah. just not affected, and he just goes ham on Wilf. So it's Converse Wilf, no Converse Ursa yeah. in the final, and just like you, Jim Ursa. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. And is immediately disqualified once they do a drug test. It, right, right, afterwards. But it doesn't matter because everyone else is dead. Who are everyone they, else is dead. Who are they going to give the award to? <laughs> <laughs> so my Thunderdome is no one wins Thunderdome. But Jim Ursay won Thunderdome. So I, I love that we both came up with the same one. Out of 32 owners, we both ended up picking the same guy for the same reason. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of surprised at that, being honest. I, I'm, and now I'm very glad I, uh, I had Ursay over the mob of angry Packers uh, <laughs> fans. Can we uh, make this happen? <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd lose a lot of good people, but, but I think on the whole, the world would be better for it. Eat, eat, hashtag eat the rich eat the rich yeah you know something 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 like that power to Jim Ursay does seem like the kind of guy who would honestly probably throw a pretty decent punch oh yeah dude i yes that dude yes. looks crazy he he's insane and it's not even just the drugs that have no, done that to him no he's got the, even if he wasn't caught with duis and like hit and runs and all all that shit He's got that you don't like wanna when you see a guy that looks like that on like passing by, you like you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna very subtly change my vector of movement so that I'm like passing by you a, a little bit like you can't stick your arm out at me. I'm not within arm's reach of you. I'm just gonna take a little wider angle around you because you look like a crazy person. He looks like he looks like like if you took like plastic cling wrap and put a lot of layers of it over like Skeletor's head <laughs> and it just bunched up in weird places, you weren't really stretching it tight. It's that kind of thing where some of it like it's cling wrap, so it clings to itself and you can never really get it perfect. You just do that a whole bunch and you, and you end up with what Jim Ursay looks like. He, he is a scary faced man. He is something weird. Is like his his neck seems funny to me. Every time I look at a picture of him, mm-hmm. I feel like he he's kind of got that thumb look. You know that that football that football yeah. coach thumb look. Yeah, oh, he where... only he has hair, whereas most other thumbs don't have hair. They just have the goatee. Uh huh. That's that's something we should rank next year. NFL thumbs, like. NFL people who look like thumbs? People who look like thumbs. So, I mean, it's you know, Trent Dilfer all the way down, isn't it? It's Trent Dilfer is probably the champion of it, It's Trent thumb Dilfer and then the rest. Of like... Thunderdome. Oh, oh, God. Good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh. I, I still can't believe we came up with the same guy. When you're, yeah, you're no, that's... talking Ursay as the hero of the tournament, I'm just like, oh, shit, he's I... the hero of my tournament, too. I also feel like we do need to remind people that Jim Jim Ursay is like... People don't talk about him and how he is a... He probably needs help for pres- prescription drug abuse 
as often as yeah, as yeah. Didn't he? Jim like, needs help. Yeah, didn't he? Like, I I'm gonna I'm gonna research this because I don't want to get it wrong. But he wasn't he in a drunk driving accident or a DUI accident? I think that's what caused him to get like his license suspended because he was popped up on pills or something, and he hit like a wall. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I made a comic about it. He. They, they revoked his license, and then at the end, he's using his helicopter to get drugs. <laughs> nice. I remember that one. That's good. Oh, that's right. And he has a briefcase full of cash in the passenger seat. I, I always... I can never remember whether he hit a wall or he hit another car. And thank God he didn't hit another car and didn't hurt anyone else. But, like, also, he was driving high on pills with a literal briefcase full of cash in the passenger seat. Yes. <laughs> fucking shine on you crazy diamond god damn god fucking damn i'm i'm what, what nfl owner would you like most like to meet well it wouldn't be it wouldn't be jim ursay me I, neither so uh, there we got to put down some ground rules because if it was meet and me and like and just just one right to the jaw it'd probably be dan snyder Oh, um, oh! I didn't ask which one you most wanted to punch. I right, meant like but, most one you'd actually be excited to meet and like actually. Well, wanna, but like, I'd be to. excited to meet them because I could punch them, <laughs> right? If I'm meeting someone, like it, it's probably it's not a good look. It's not very polite. But if 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 you meet someone, you physically can punch them. I think I think I'd want to meet Shad Khan. So would I. I think I'd want to meet Shad Khan. I'd want to meet Arthur Blank too. Yeah, yeah. Arthur, Arthur Blank, Blank seems, seems cool. like an interesting dude. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that. I'd also kind of like to meet Mark Davis, because I feel like his life would be really weird. I it, it's the kind of thing where I'd probably spend a day with him, and I'd never want to think about that day ever again. But that one day would be an experience. Sure. See, that's kind of what what my my feeling on Robert Kraft, like. I, I feel like if I meet Robert Kraft, there's some, like, the secret level uh, secrets that I learn, and I instantly leave that meeting a billionaire somehow. <laughs> like, if I make a good enough impression, he'll be like, oh, so here's, here's, how, here's how you actually make all of the money, Sam. And I'd be like, thank you, new best friend, new, new dad. I, I hope it's okay that I call you that. And, like... <laughs> I I think that I think that Robert Kraft would be from a utilitarian uh standpoint a very good person to meet. I kind of want to meet Paul Allen cuz Paul Allen seems like a decent dude. Yeah. He's also like super incredibly rich and I could probably be like, "Hey, can I have like some money?" and he'd be like, "Ah, it's nothing up my back. I have one of my cars." Whatever. Right, right. Right. I think he might be I don't know if he's the richest owner in the NFL, but he's like Top five, top three. Mm-hmm. Like Paul Allen is insanely rich. Wow. Yeah, I mean he would be right. Microsoft. Yeah. Goddamn. Microsoft. He also owns the Blazers. Hey, yeah, Paul Allen is a, an extremely wealthy man. Which which one would you most like to put? I, I think we both know the answer to this. But which one would you most likely want to put in like a headlock? Oh. Oh well, in a headlock. See, here's the thing. I don't want to put Dan Snyder in a headlock. I want to put Jed York in a headlock. Yeah, it's Jed York. I want to give him a noogie. I want to shove Jed York in a locker. Yeah, that's see. That's the thing. Is, is that's a very different question, right? It's a very specific thing that you asked me, and the answer to that is Jed York. Yeah. All right. It's a snowstorm. 
You've you've built an awesome snow fort. A cluster of owners walks by. Who do you aim for with your snowball? Uh, yeah, it's 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 Jed York. It's Jed York again, it's right? Jed York, Dan Snyder. He'd like go and he'd like buy your family or something like like he'd buy out your your parents' work and mm-hmm. then he'd fire them. Mm-hmm. Like da- same with like Jerry Jones. Uh, Ziggy Wilf would probably like hire someone to like blow him up yeah. and everything. But Jed York would just cry like a little bitch. Yep, yep, yep. That's Jed York. Jed York would be like. Eh! You uh, hit me! And all the other owners would be like, why do we even hang out with you? Jed York's the one friend that none of the actual people in that group like, but they bring him along because he's the target of all their barbs. Right. And he takes it because he thinks that it makes him part of the group. But, but really, it doesn't. Nobody it likes doesn't. him. As long as we're on like this whole NFL power trip, like power fantasies trip, like, are there any... Uh, like, obviously... All of our listeners know the horrible, horrible things we'd all want to do uh, to Goodell, right? But are there any like so? Let's let's extend this. Let's extend this to players. So, player, you'd most like you, you'd most like to put uh, to put in a headlock and give them a noogie. Oh, jeez, that. That's such a wide range. I, I know. Really have to think about I know, and 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 like in in the rules of the like you 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 have them there. They're not going to break out. Like you are, you have them in in adlock, and you get to noogie them. No matter how how big and strong the boy is, you can do it. Um, well, <laughs> even if it is just me versus a guy, I feel like I could still somehow take Eric Flowers. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'd I'd probably God doing that to Tom Brady would just oh I would love to put Tom Brady in headlock uh huh uh huh oh well I'd probably want to put Tom Brady in like a full Nelson and just watch him flail a little bit I think that would be very <laughs> very satisfying I'm a very petty person no of I course. think is uh is is what we're is what we're learning here is is that I spend probably more time than I should uh thinking thinking about these things you wouldn't want to put mike glennon in a headlock because then he could no. just turn around and bite you yeah yeah you wouldn't be able to really put mike glennon no. in a headlock no it'd be a neck it, lock it, it it basically be like trying to put a snake in a headlock yeah yeah <laughs> it's not it doesn't it's not really, really work it's it's not effective it's not an effective way to uh to deal with that problem i'm trying to think of like other owner owner questions which what owner do you think you'd probably want to have like a drink with oh god well here's the thing what kind of night definitely not jim ursay yeah what kind of unless you're really looking for some fun because well i i don't think i'm ever looking for that kind of fun but if i'm really trying to get crazy (laughs) like jerry jones real talk really Uh uh-huh uh-huh man i bet jerry jones fucking parties Oh yeah, he totally fucking parties, dude. I I bet and like I bet in multiple senses. There's a of lot the of illegal stuff going on at his parties. Yeah, I if if on his if yacht. You are, that's the thing. The... If you're drinking with Jerry Jones, one, you are drinking very very good alcohol because he has. I would assume, like he he knows enough to spend money on that kind of shit. Two. There is every sort of illegal substance there that you could want, but he's going to be smarter about it than Ursay is. Yeah. And three, you know, hey, 
also maybe maybe there's that lady that totally wasn't giving him a blowjob in the in the luxury box that one time is there oh, maybe right. maybe that's just a perk to hanging out with Jerry Jones is that can happen so mm-hmm. you know i think you get a lot of extras with with Jerry Jones so i i think that would be be my pick how about you ah that's a really good pick actually i i'd have to put aside I, my I, cowboys I, hate right i i but, didn't really know who I wanted to pick, but I think you made a really good rationale that I think the best time without being um, wake up in an alley violated time would probably be Jones. It would be a high class crazy party. Right. And he like he wouldn't peer pressure you either. Like if he's, and if like, stuff did go wrong, he'd cover it up. That's effectively, right. Effectively. And he'd Absolutely. have your back. Whereas Jim Ursay yep. would he'd be arrested with you. No, no, no. Jim Ursay <laughs> well, would be the per- he would be the first one out the back door, man. He wouldn't tell anyone else the police are coming. He'd just like peace peace the fuck out. Fifteen minutes later you're like, Where'd where'd Jim Ursay go? And then like sixteen minutes later, you get a fucking knock on the door from the police. And Which owner would you most like to push down the stairs? Oh gosh. I'm gonna say the Packers. Because that's a yes. lot of people I yeah. get to push Oh, God, down that the would stairs. be so funny. <laughs> Every single Packers fan that owns a share of the team, I get to push them down the stairs. I'm ima- Oh, my God. I'm imagining it That's being... bang for your buck. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. I'm imagining it starting off as like a domino effect kind of thing, and then it kind of turns into Katamari Damashi, where like all these very round people are like falling all over each other, and then they start to stick together and keep keep on rolling and become this giant Packers boulder of destruction that smells like cheddar cheese and bratwurst. And it, it ends up destroying the planet, but it's also very funny when it does. Yeah. I think, I think we've answered our ownership questions and I think we should end this. I think we've answered every ownership question that ever could have been asked. If, yes. if you were ever curious about any owner thing, well, why? The question I would most like to ask our listeners to like let us know on Twitter or whatever. Uh, obviously, who would you want? Who would win your little bracket? Yeah. Of NFL owners, but yeah. I really want to know the question of who would you want to hit with a snowball? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's really good. Yeah. Like, who would you aim for if you had the snowball? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, Sam. Yeah. We have both entered this podcast. It is time for you to leave. Okay. Cool. Um, you can, you can always follow me before, uh, before Dave jabs this trident in my gut. Um, you can always follow me at Sam Grisezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs on Twitch. I also write for Yardbarker and Thrillist.com, so you can check me out there. Dave? I am Drawplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Drawplay Dave, at Facebook at the Drawplay Comic, on Patreon, and of course on the Drawplay.com. Thank you. Uh, please continue to tweet at us ideas or suggestions from listening, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll come up with another silly ranking thing next week. I'm thinking that we're probably going to do, if we don't do thumbs, which we definitely should definitely do, yeah. definitely, definitely do, definitely, the thumbs. Uh, we'll probably rank people named Mark. So tweet your marks at us. We're gonna. The the unfortunate thing is we're gonna just barely miss uh, Mark Madness. We can't. We can't. Really uh, call him that. 
it'll be April by then, unfortunately. Uh, damn but, it, why didn't we think of this before? Yeah. Eh. You can edit this oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Or just nope, or just done. bump up or just bump up the uh, the outro music so all of us uh, all of all of that was drowned out, you know? You, you, the, you, the power is yours. <laughs> The power is yours. We'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs>